Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. It is our honor tonight to have Brother John John Lambeth with us. And he hails, most of you know, from Brazil. He's been pastoring there for almost nine years. And uh, most of you know his father. You have heard him preach. You've been in meetings where he has been uh, called upon to bring the word of the Lord. And you know that Brother John Lambeth is a man of the Spirit. If you know anything about him, you know that he walks with God, that he is a man that flows in the Spirit. And uh, how many times that God has used him to help us. And a couple of years ago, in fact, I believe it was just last year, amen, at one of our California camp meetings, we brought Brother John John Lambeth and his wife to uh, California to preach in that meeting. He was the day preacher. I had never heard him preach. I'd heard many wonderful things of him, about him, and didn't know really what to expect. But as we began to move through the week, it was very evident that this man, he walks with God, he walks in the Spirit. His ministry is different than his father's. The same anointing is there, but his ministry is different. If you have never heard him preach, you're going to enjoy what you're going to be a part of tonight. Not just what you're going to hear, because preaching is more than just people sitting and listening. In fact, tonight, if we'll all participate with the preacher, God will do wonderful things. There should be an ebb and flow of the Spirit when the Word of the Lord is going forth. And I'd like to ask every one of you, amen, as Brother Lambeth comes in just a moment, to open your heart and to purpose. He's not going to pull this load by himself. I'm not going to lay that on him and this large congregation tonight to try to get something moving just on your own. That's asking too much of anyone. But we're going to join with Him, knit our hearts together with Him, and see what the Lord will do. I would not be surprised tonight if there are healings. He's not unfamiliar with that. I would not be surprised tonight if there is great deliverance. He is not unfamiliar with that. I would not be surprised tonight if somebody who is in great need of an answer tonight leaves here knowing I have heard from the Lord. How many are interested? I said, how many are interested in something from God tonight? Why don't you begin to make your, amen, desire known to the Lord and worship God as Brother Lambeth comes. And let's purpose, I will preach with this man of God tonight. Let's give it our best tonight. Hallelujah. Raise your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated for a few minutes. I want to express my thanks today and I do have a little list of thanks I wanted to pass through before I go to the preaching and I, I feel more than honored to be behind this pulpit today 
especially we had all this uh, gray men's of God behind me, and I know some preachers are there in the crowd. And first, I want to extend my thanks to Brother Morton for inviting me to be on this place. Uh, I mean, I know it's going to sound so surprised, but it, it is my first time in Fresno that I remember. Maybe not, I was when I was really little, but I do not remember. And second is, uh, I always heard about Brother Morton, and you all blessed to know him for a long time. But basically, I think it's been three, three years that I know him personally, and I was able to talk to him. And I feel that I was tricked to not knowing him before. And I, I do feel, I do respect him a lot, but I do feel a, a, a friend on him. And when I came in on Wednesday, an old friend, an old, old, friend, an old dream came true. I always heard his preaching about when God unfolded the rose. And I always bothered myself that he mentioned that a man is not a man if you don't have a pocket knife. And I always was missing that part of the men. <laughs> and when I got to the room, I had a knife there. And I want to say thank you him very much for sure. I'm going to treasure that. I'm not even, not even going to use, just going to keep in the pocket. Amen. And uh, I know for some of y'all, you already got used to, but that for me is all new. And I'm blessed today uh, that I, I can know such a great man of God. And uh, not even just that, he trusts me enough to be behind a pulpit that I do know is a great, big responsibility. If I had one request in the name of the preachers, next time just let them let us know, Brother Morton, or whoever gonna preach one month before or one week before. I've been suffering for one year since he invited me last year. And I <laughs> Amen. It is on my shoulders and whew, it's heavy. Amen. But I do appreciate it and I do don't take for granted being behind a pulpit. Uh, I do salute all the preachers that he is here, like I say, in the congregation. And uh, I, I was blessed, and I am blessed for what I heard so far. Amen. I, I, I am from, I knew Brother Ben Weeks, but probably just knew him for seeing, and I already probably, he was here somewhere. Um, but when he preached, I say, man, I'm getting to see all this big bucks of life. Amen. I'm a little Bambi here behind this pulpit, but I'm getting to see all the big books. Amen. Just preaching the life. And this morning, uh, Brother uh, Brian, he preached to me this morning. I mean, he blessed my, my, my soul with what he preached. And after that, Brother Blakely, and I want to say thank you for me. It was exactly what I needed, and I'm thankful for great men of God. Amen. Another thanks that I want to say today. Can I just take time here in this place today? Amen. Um, I want to say thanks for my father-in-law today. And uh, everybody say, you saying that because he's your father-in-law. Well, I can tell in honest of true that even before I noticed that he had a daughter, uh, he was already friend with our family in Brazil. And then I knew him way before uh, I decided to ask if he had a daughter. Amen. Then, 
his friendship, and I, I, do, I, do, I do know he made an effort to come here, and I want to say thanks, and not just for him, but a good man, have always a good woman, and I know she's my mother-in-law, and she's my precious mother-in-law. Amen, and I want to say thanks for her, for being such a great lady in my life. Amen. If you want, if you want a good tip of how your future wife going to be, look your mother-in-law. Some of y'all got depressed right now. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. If my wife can come close to where she is when she get that age, I am blessed. Amen. And uh, second two, how can I forget my dear wife? Uh, she's here somewhere with my two boys, and it is a great pleasure uh, to be able to come in a meeting with her. She's back home. This is home for her, and I do appreciate her and uh, how sweet she is to me. You know, when I'm always talking about my wife, some people get disturbed about that. Uh, when I start saying how sweet she is. And even one person told me, you here today, he said, you probably always just go behind poop and tell all those sweet things because you had a fuss or a little discussion before you're trying to make it up. Amen. I have an answer for you. Amen. If you treat your wife like a king, queen, she's going to treat you like a king. Amen. Amen. Long time. Let me just take my time here. I know where I'm going today. I've been preparing for one year. Then I should know where I'm going. Amen. One year. Amen. Um, talking about uh, wives. Uh, one time a preacher was saying uh, that uh, you women should act like Sarah. And Sarah always would say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, my servant. And the lady raised up her hand and said, I'm willing to say yes, sir, if you're willing to be like Abraham was. Then, if you want a good wife, treat her good. She's going to treat you good. I'm so thankful for my wife. She's here with me today. I mean, the woman that makes me happy. I'm so glad for her. Amen. Two more. I'm glad to have here my friend, uh, Brother Damon McKillop. He came all the way from, he's somewhere here too. He came all the way from Canada. I don't have too many friends, and I do have a lot of friends, but like, um, you understand. You understand. I'm trying to make a point. Hell, I'm nervous here. Amen. I'm trying to say friend that like call you, that come to see you, or that write you, or that visit, things like that. More closely friend. Got the point right now. Yeah. Okay. And, uh. Uh, I'm so glad I know uh, he made an effort to come on this place. And, but I just had a one complaint about him and Brother Ryan Gregg. Where is Brother Ryan Gregg? He was here somewhere. Yeah. You show, they, they, they've been putting Brother Martin such a big pressure behind my shoulder about the service. I went, I went there. Even Brother Trevino went on that one today. I went there to the back and he said, you want some notes? I have some notes. I said, I'm all nervous. I'm trying to focus and... But they've been putting pressure on me, and I just want to let y'all know if y'all need anything from uh, Radisson Hotel, contact number 444, Brother Ryan Gregg's room number. And Brother Damon, I don't know his number, but he's on the Holiday Inn, and he's the only Canadian there, and then just look for them. 
They are ha they're so happy to pay BF Chains, Cheesecake Factory. Just ask them, they do it. Amen. That was an announcement right there. My last one, my last part right here. Uh, I confess that I know it is almost a dream to be behind this pulpit. I say again, I do recognize the responsibility. And while I was preparing and trying to focus for this, I made a mistake. Say, I've never been to PSR, never been to West Coast, never been to Fresno before. Say, so, you know what? I found a set of CDs, I think, for 2011. And I said, let me, let me just hear it to see how it is, or I don't know, and I never saw even pictures from here. And I decided to hear, and I chose Brother Robert um, Davis. He was preaching, and when he was preaching, he say, uh, he, he was preaching, he stopped there, and he say, um, and I look on the devil's face, on his yellow eyes. I turn it off, I say, that's too much for me. <laughs> I've been trying to convince my saints that the devil is real and try to get them it. They already know the color from their eyes. I'm talking personally with them. And to get more oppressed and uh, depressed. And say, you know what? I think I need to hear them. My, my pastor, my father, he's not here today. But he's been a great man of God, him and my mother. I do appreciate, appreciate them too mu uh, very much, too much, how you want. And I went to hear, he was preaching the East Coast last week. And he, went, he told everybody to stand up and say, I want to preach about the son of the devils. I turned it off, so I cannot take this one too. I'm out. Amen. They already found their skids. <laughs> Amen. Then I'm come today nervous, but I do come with something in my heart today. If somebody held me here today, I didn't say some of y'all, I said somebody help here today. Shall we stand on this place? And the good thing, the good thing, like I know, I have a lot of other preachers that could be behind this pulpit today. The good thing, and I think that was God's, it, it had to be, it had to be Him. And I have to say to y'all that I come behind this pulpit today, maybe nervous as a human, as a man, as a person. But the last two service in our headquarter back home, this last two Sundays, I have to say, I already traveled the world, I already been to other churches, I already visited other, was really blessed. But this last two service of my home church was the best service of my whole life I ever been. What I saw, what I felt, what I was able to see, I'm going to treasure forever. And I just hope that that don't take too long to happen again. Why not happen on this place today? Somebody can go home saying, I was blessed and it was worth it to come to West Coast Conference. Hallelujah. Then I come on my, my spirit. My spirit. My spirit is doing very well. Because I was blessed. And God touched me two Sundays. This last two Sundays like he never touched me before. It was a personal experience. And today I want to come with a spirit. And that is confident in what God purpose in my heart to bless someone today. Open your Bible in First Chronicles.
And I, I'm not coming with no tricks, no nothing, nothing special. I just have to be who I am. And uh, I cannot, I'm sorry, I'm not deep in the Bible. Just try to be myself. And I, I see most of the faces here I never saw and you never saw me. And I know that if you look as human eyes, you're going to probably think about my English, probably think who I am, where I'm going. But if you look with your spiritual eyes, you're going to say, God, speak to me today. Can somebody say, God, speak to me today? Hallelujah. First Chronicles 13 until verse 10. 1 to 10. Please, Elder Fraser, read for me. And David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds and with every leader. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel, If it seem good unto you, and that if it be of the Lord our God, let us send abroad unto our brethren everywhere that there are left in all the land of Israel, and with them also the priests and the Levites, which are in their cities and suburbs, that they may gather themselves unto us. And let us bring again the ark of our God to us. For we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. And all the congregation said they would do so. For the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David gathered all Israel together from Shihor of Egypt even unto the entering of Hemat to bring the ark of God from Kerjath, Jearim. And David went up in all Israel to Balai, that is, to Kerjath, Jearim, which belongeth to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God the Lord that dwelleth between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab. And Uzzah and Ahio drave drave the ark. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might and with singing and with harps and with psalteries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came unto the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him, because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. Can you raise your hands and say, God, speak to me in this place today. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. How many are going to help the preacher tonight? Hallelujah. I, like I say, have been praying about this subject for a long time. 
And uh, allow just me to do my, my way and go slow until I reach my point. But I've been praying, fasting, and seeking God for this subject. And about two months ago, I was inside my church praying. God put me this scripture in my heart. Well, for us, we read a very important story. But just to read that part and try to commit a judgment about the story is very easy. But we need to come back a little in the back of the history to see what happened for this young boy die. If you read your Bible, Bible say that was two other young boys and they was sinning inside the church. I do not have their names. Actually, I do have in Portuguese and I'm going to help you today. But they was making horrible things inside the God's house. God didn't like it. God didn't agree, and God say, I'm going to take care of that. And sure not, times passed, and they had a war, and they, they thought that everything would be all right just to do what they ever always did, just to bring the ark in the front, and God would make a miracle, and everything would be victory, everything would be good, and uh, then took too long, they went to the battle, and they lost the battle. And not just lost the battle, the Bible tells the story that they, the Philistines, they stole the ark and took back to their camp. And that, I don't know if you understand, and I'm, I'm trying to just be as simple as I can. I mean, I'm not bringing nothing deep on this place today. But um, back those times, back those times, uh, uh, if you wanted to embarrass your enemy, you uh, the first thing they would do after they conquered a city they would come and just trash and burn and break down in pieces the house of their gods. That's the way they would do and that's what the Philistine did. They stole what was the most important thing for Israel. That was the ark of God where God dwelt in that ark. Amen. And they took it and that, that was a, one of the worst News that ever could happen is so true. The news that when they brought the news to the prophet, the prophet was sitting in the chair and he broke. He, he was so shocked by the news that he fall down, broke his neck, and died. That's how important it was that ark for them. And uh, not just that, the story keep going. That one of the ladies was uh, having a late, was in labor, fixing to have a baby. And when they told the news, she totally forgot about what she was doing about the baby. And she said, "You know what? Uh, nothing else matters now. Uh, only but you have a baby right here. Uh, just name Ichabod, uh, because the glory of the Lord depart from this place now." Was sad. What a sad day for Israel. What a sad day for Israel. Oh my God, because was sin on the camp. One day, a, name, a guy named David. He said, you know what? We need to change some things around this camp here today. Hallelujah. He said, we've been serving God, but the ark is not here. Actually, that ark that I mentioned to you, let me just go slow. I know where I'm going today. 
This ark that I mentioned to you it was an was a ark that the Philistines took to their camp and they put inside their God's temple. And you know the story. I don't know those names from those gods. You know the story. If you don't know, go read your Bible. You know it. And uh, didn't took too long. The Philistines didn't like it and say, you know what? Take the ark back because we don't want it. It's too much power on this. We don't want it. And they gave back. And the ark went to stop, went to end inside a house from a guy called, help me, Abinadab. Abinadab. Almost same in Portuguese. And uh, it was there for 20 years. 20 years. The, house, the, the, the ark was inside the house from that man. The Bible says he was a good man and he had two kids. One was Yusa and the other was... I, I, if Brother Frazier had a hard time reading, imagine me. Uh, Ohio. Amen. And there was those kids that raised around that ark. But the problem was that the ark was not moving. The ark was stay on a set place and was there for 20 years without being moved. And I always want to read about Yusa. Man, I feel sorry for him. And the reason why I feel sorry for Yusa only because he had the good intention to don't let the ark to fall down. But well, that, that was not the right way to do it. And the reason why he was, that happened, he ended up dead. Because Yusa and his brother right, was raised around a house where the ark never moved before. 20 years. Actually, that battle that happened was not David's battle. It was in Saul's time. 20 years. He was there. He probably played ball around. He probably breakfast around. He probably ate lunch around the ark. Was just there for safety. Was just there to, to be there. And what's that? That oh, that, that that's the ark. That, that that's that's the ark of the covenant. We, I explain later for you. But 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 that has been already 15 years, 16, 7, for 20 years. The ark was steady. For 20 years, they never moved. Nothing about that ark was right there. And when that guy went to help about the ark for not falling, he did have the good intention because he never saw the ark move before. Hallelujah. Just stay with me. I know where I'm going. Then come David. And David say, you know what? We need to go to that guy's house and bring back the ark to Jerusalem. You know what? It's too quiet around here. It's too silence around here. It's time to go get that ark and bring back to Jerusalem. And if you wonder what I'm going to preach tonight, I'm going to preach it's time to go back to Jerusalem. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're at, but I'm going to find you today. We're going to bring the ark back to Jerusalem today. Oh, hallelujah. You may be seated. Let me just go a little bit more. 
Hallelujah. David talked to his people and everybody agreed. Everybody was in, in agreement. Say, yes, let's go get it. The ark back and bring back to Jerusalem. If we want anything to happen on this place today, we all need to be in one agreement. We want God to move on this place tonight. Oh, some of y'all didn't answer back. That's okay. I get you today. I see your number, but I came here today because I want to see God move. Mm. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Brother Bean Weeks preach about Revelation. I don't understand too much about Revelation too. Hallelujah. But I do know that everything, hallelujah, it, it, it goes to a corner talking about Jerusalem. If you are Jewish, yes, everybody, all the Jewish will come back to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. They, they are pointing to that way. That scripture that say that is not me. Hallelujah. And us apostolic, we may don't come back to Jerusalem, but we do have a promise of a new Jerusalem, but this new Jerusalem just will work if the ark is moving, if God is moving. You may be seated. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I mean... I've been raised, I've been the fourth generation inside the church, but I'm not going to deny to you that I'm worried. I'm 31 years old, but I'm worried. I'm worried about a generation that's not seen the art to move too much. They might have the good intention, but if they, oh, let me tell you, the good service is start on your home and not here. Oh, I lost half of y'all, that's okay. I say, church, is start on your house. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I pray, you may be seated. Let me just go a little bit more. If I pray today, if I love the house of God because I had a parent, I have a daddy and mom that I saw with my own eyes. Nobody told me. Nobody told that could. I saw my father praying. I saw my mom sicking because they teach me that. I know how the ark move. But some of us. You never saw the ark move yet. Oh, hallelujah. You never saw the ark. 20 years. 20 years that ark was there and they never saw move. And when, when the move, he did the wrong thing because he was not maybe teach well. Stay with me here in this place. Oh, a different generation that's coming. A different generation that don't, is not used to the move. A generation that's not used about praying. Just take a look when the elders say, raise your hand and pray. Usually half of the kids, half of the young people, they don't pray. 
and later we wonder why they die, why they backslid. They backslid and die because as the soul and know how to move it, you did in your part. I didn't do my part, but God wants to move you today. God didn't make you to stay still on your spew. That God didn't make you to stay still on your pew. Hallelujah. We don't come here just to entertain each other. We didn't come here to see who can sing bass or who can preach bass or who can do whatever bass. I came here for the move. I, I, I came here for the move. And if you want to move, you need to do your part. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. It's all right to go downstairs, Elder? Yeah, downstairs. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, all, just read your Bible. All God's plan. God's plan, I always say, Israel, trust me and put the ark on the front. Trust me, put the ark in the front and put the people behind the ark. Singing, shouting, clapping. If you know how to play, play. Do whatever you can. But the Bible always was like that. Joshua, you want to conquer Jericho? That's okay. That's going to be a piece of cake. Just put the ark in the front. And move the ark. Move. And tell the people... To follow the move. Uh, some of y'all are not following the move. I'll get you in a few minutes. No wonder why they came to the Jordan. And when they went, when they went to cross the Jordan. Say, so just put the ark in the front. And the water going to open. Let me tell you one, the Spirit of God move on this place. Doesn't matter what kind of sickness you have. Doesn't matter how weak you are. Doesn't matter how backslid you are. If you move, I guarantee God can touch you. <laughs> Moses, what's the problem, Moses? Oh, we have mountains on the right, on the left, behind us, Egypt, you know, and the front had the sea. Just tell my people to move. Come on. Come on, move. He may be seated. I, I had, um, let me, I do it. Yeah, he say if I go down, nobody going to see me. But I just, I want to reach some people here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm tall. And they're going to see me. Amen. I had the privilege, one of, maybe one of the biggest dreams to go to visit Israel a few years ago. And I went with my good friend, Damon. But we didn't catch the same flight to go there. And when I was, uh, when I was flying towards Tel Aviv, I... I I, I can sleep good, but if you do right like that, right next to my ears, I'll wake up. Uh, say, somebody's here. 
I, I, very, I, I have an easy and deep sleep, if you can understand. And I, I remember that I was sleeping on the plane. And I saw that something was like that. And I said, that's weird. I already go into a dangerous place and was packed with Jewish inside. And, uh, and I just opened. And I, I no, maybe I'm dreaming. I'm too tired. Let's go sleep a little bit more. But that, came, that thing kept like that. And when I woke, when I woke up, when I woke up, it was about 30 or 35 Jewish kids, daddy, grandpa, and they was all standing up. Imagine, I'm there sleeping. When you wake up, 35 guys with their head covers, with a Bible like that, and crying. I'm not talking just about old guys. I'm talking about little kids. They, I don't know the name in English. You know, they put those things on the head. They put a, the, 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 the covering, and you know the name, the cover on their face. And they was there without embarrassment. Reading something. Mm. That some of y'all don't even, uh, at least I don't even, sometimes I even jump Leviticus because it's too hard to read. Sometimes I even jump numbers because it's too much number. But they get excited reading something that for most of y'all don't make sense. But what about us that have a message of truth? How excited you can be. You may be seated, may be seated. And I say, when I go, I'm going to the wall. How you call the, the, the where they cry? Wailing wall. I say, when I go there, I'm going to ask a Jewish why they move. Why they move. And me, me and Brother Damon was staring. The guy was reading, crying. Right, just like moving like that. And uh, later we ask uh, a rabbi, and I don't know what's his name, uh, and we ask him, why y'all need to move? He say, because in Psalms, the Bible said that my bone is like fire. And fire don't stay still. I need to move when I read about my God. Uh, some of y'all saying Jesus, but you're not even moving. I'm talking about someone that can say, I'm going to move because I know and who I believe. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm Brazilian. And let us Brazilian speak to some American today. I don't have, I don't have nothing, nothing against Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. I'm Mr. Whitaker. I don't have nothing against that. But my Bible tells something that y'all should do daily. Mm, hallelujah, I feel God on this place. I got my, two years ago when my 
kids started getting knowledge of the things. We got me and my wife say we need to do this daily. Because I remember someone that move and don't have half of what I have. And I come saying, come here, Jaden, come here, Bradley. Say, we need to practice that scripture. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Like I said, I don't have nothing about why you're going to listen to sleep. But if you cannot practice the main commitment, don't even listen to that. Because it's still Bible here, oh Israel. The Lord, our God, is one Lord. Here, O Israel, you may be seated. I'm getting close to where I want. Here, O Israel, hear it. Hear it. Does your kids know how to code that? Hear it. The Bible says to do daily. Not one you want, not one you choose. You see, the ark, the Holy Ghost, if you want to speak your language, it's not something that you choose, you're going to stay still today, but tomorrow I move you. The Holy Ghost already is symbolic of fire. And if it is fire, it's moving. If it is fire, you're not going to stay too much still on your bill. May be seated, may be seated. Hallelujah. Here, can somebody just call that with me? Here, oh Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We went. Been preaching this about my church. You cannot say you have the Holy Ghost and stay still. You know, don't clap. That's nothing to be exciting there. You cannot claim to have the Holy Ghost and just get on fire when you sing. Hmm. See, if we can learn the secret today, I'm trying to reach someone today, maybe everybody if I can. If we can learn the secret about the Bible, to put the ark on the front and let it move. You see, we went uh, to the zoo, uh, I think a year ago, and a, and a young little boy came to me and said, Pastor, why the zebra is black and white? It looks like a pajama. I said, well, son, I don't know. God made like that. And he said, please, could you find an answer for that? I was like, okay. And I went to 
study about zebras. Why is black and white? Nobody going to have that answer. But the scientists say that when they stay in the group together and the lion come to get them, say all them start moving together. And when they start getting together, instead of just seeing one black and white stripe, the lion see a mass wave like that that he get... He get, no, that's too big for me. It's just black and white and it's a wave because everybody's moving. And usually, oh, let me tell you something. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, usually some of y'all die because you don't move when God moves. But I'm telling today is the time to move, 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 move. Uh, some of y'all still not. Uh, I encourage you to move with me today because the lion, it is around. The lion's around. I say the lion's around. Even the lion that's the biggest animal in the jungle, he's not brave enough to get on the side in the middle of the zebras. Usually just get that one that is not paying attention. I saw, and I, you may be seated. I have your number. I'm coming for you in a few minutes. I saw some of y'all singing today is all in him. Why somebody was anointed and so excited. Some of y'all was just distracted. You came for the wrong purpose. I don't mean to... Oh, God. I don't mean to embarrass, but I'm just trying to help someone. A guy came to me and said, Man, you're wearing the same tie for, from PCC. So I guess you're right. You do have a good memory. Say, what did I preach? What's your purpose? I don't know about you. I'm going to Jerusalem. That is the promise. That is the promise. On you, I shall fill with the Holy Ghost. Anybody's ready for the move on this place today? I say anybody's ready for the move on this place today. I lost some of y'all there in the back. I get you. If I don't get you, the lion get you. It's your choice. Or we march or the lion get you.
may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm getting close to where I want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, can somebody say, I love you, Jesus? Mm. Oh, I love you, Jesus. What about somewhere there in the back? Can somebody say, I love you? Did you move something? Are you saying I love it because I ask you to? Or because we're moving together towards Jerusalem? Hallelujah. Let's do it. Who you choose? Let's do it. I need a chair. Let's put this chair. Yeah, go ahead, whoever, four, go. We're going to put this ark to march today. Go, just go whatever y'all feel like. See, some of y'all are used to see the ark steady. Maybe the ark is too quiet on your church. But I came to this place in Fresno today. Say so it's time to get the ark and go towards Jerusalem. It's almost there. I say it's almost there. I cannot have the privilege to have a dead service. You know why? You know why I cannot have a privilege? Because I have little boys coming up. I have two kids. I don't want them to grow and see the, the heart still. I want my boys to see the ark moving. I say I want my boys to see the ark moving today. They might don't understand, but it's still true here, oh Israel. You may be seated. Can you just read the water again? Sorry, forgot. Thank you, sir. Stay in spirit, we hear me. No, they're just moving the ark. That should be normal for us apostolics. Oh, that's a chair. Yeah, symbolic. If you don't want the symbolic, then start moving on your heart. That's real. But say everybody agree to move the ark. Does anybody agree here in this place today? What about you? Oh, I see you on the back. What about there in the back? Does anybody agree to move the ark today? My God, my God, my God. For any reason, just do for your kids. Let your kids see you worshiping God. You may be seated.
I was, I was in our church. Oh, that changed me. My oldest boy came to me and said, Daddy, I never saw you running around the church. I could be a smart aleck and tell him, you probably was sleeping. And he probably was. Now I say, if you never saw, let's do it right now. Oh, he got quiet. You see, other people, they claim they have the ark inside their church. But the ark don't have the spirit of God inside. Oh, oh I have one right there. <laughs> I have one. We get more here in a few minutes. A lady, a lady, she's a charismatic trinity. She came to me and said, oh, preacher, J.C. moving to church yesterday. Say, J. who? My grandpa is J.B., but he's been dead for seven years. And now, say, I'm so sorry, but I never heard about J.C. Say, shame on you, preacher. Say, well, introduce me. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. J.C. move in the house. I say, sister, maybe you need to find out who is the C. Because if you find who Christ is, you might go have the movement on your ark. Uh, some of y'all didn't catch that one. See, you believe, and three, I believe in one. You can put your three against my one, it's still win. You may be seated. Let me hurry up here in this place. I see some healing coming on this place today. Just hold it with me. Just, just let them go for now. Just hold it. Just hold it. Brothers, preachers, I don't know how it's in the state, but in Brazil, it is getting against the law to speak about halfway. Anybody hearing me in this place? Everybody's hearing me here today. If you, if you speak about, I don't know if I can say the words, but if you speak about, you go to prison now. Have laws. And uh, not too long ago, Brother Ron Garrett, one of them came to my church, very loose, no screws, and they're just very delicate. And he say, I want to be part of your church. I heard y'all have the move here. And he say, I love the move. 
Everybody's with me here in this place still. And when death came in, I confess to you preachers that I got nervous. And always when my pastor is traveling, that's when the devil decides to come visit me. And he was there in the first, the first, the first pew, just singing, all excited about it. He said, I want to be part of this church. He said, do you mind the way I am? You don't have nothing against, do you? Of course, he have the law on his case. I told say that's okay. We talk about that later. But I told the church, say, no, I stay in church, stay in my city. I say, I just feel that I don't want to sing today. And say, I came and chose four good men of my church. So I just need a favor from you. I just need you to go around that fellow and get on the spirit. If he is doing that, it's because the ark is steady and still. Because if the ark is not steady and still, I gonna tell you, no weapon made against you shall prosper. Oh, hallelujah. It didn't took too long. We were standing, those brothers start moving. It start moving. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Oh, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And I was there on his front, and he said, When the choir gonna come? I love to sing in choirs. I say, you know what? I don't think we're going to sing in choirs today. We're just trying to move something. I say, uh, does any special singers, any special words? No, not you got the wrong day to come on that because it's moving something. It didn't took too long. Wow. Some of y'all didn't catch what I said. I say it didn't took too long. It didn't took too long. For the church starting to get on fire. For the devil to start getting confused. He cannot know who was the enemy. He said, you know why? He came and whispered my... He came and whispered in my ears. He said, I thought it was something, but it's totally different. I didn't like too much. I'm going to be praying for y'all. Goodbye. And that one was the best service we ever had in my local church. You know what? Because I came name by name. I know the name from my saints. I say, get on spirit. Justin, get on spirit. Peter, get on spirit. Paul, get on spirit. Everybody. Oh, I'm losing some of y'all. 
Don't know. Don't get worried. It's just the ark moving. We need to go to Jerusalem. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I'm coming to my close. I know what I'm doing here today. You can stand up. I'm fixing to close. You know what? I was talking to my, uh, my father-in-law. No wonder why God say I'm going to restore not the house of Moses. But he said I'm going to restore the house of David. Moses is too technical. But David is moving. Mm. For... For two years, two years, for those of you that know me well, I could not wear a shoes. I could not wear a shoes, but the Blakely say healing's in the house today. And a lot of people make fun of me because I could not wear, I usually at PCC, I preach barefooted. Not because I was trying to show up or trying to be something goofy or funny, I just, my little toe right in the middle, one of the division, I don't know what you call, joints, was a little tumor. And if I use my foot flat like that, it would start getting sleepy and uh, numbly, numbly. And that would go just up to my knees. And the only way to relief would to be barefooted. Oh, I suffer with that. I suffer. I would have finished preaching even barefoot. I needed to stretch and just like, I was, just like somebody was scudding with a knife. And in the beginning of the year, I came to visit my family and I felt impressed. Say, I need to go to Brother Jimmy Lee's house in Mississippi, Pasagula. Good friend for our family. And say I don't know why but I need to start my ear on your house I told my family I'm sorry but I need to go there he's not preaching he don't even invite me he didn't invite me to preach I just need to go there when I got there I said well brother John you caught us in surprise but we are on a seven day fast oh got quiet right here Uh, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. I, I give you money. You can go buy something to eat, but we, we say, no, 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 ma'am. I'm used to see the art moving. That's not strange for me. And we was there. And we started. They say, I'm sorry, but we're just praying. If you want, you're welcome to pray with me. It's fine. Sometimes you invite some people to pray. It's so hard. But invite them to PF chains. It's easy. And I was fixing to leave. 
And Sister Lee saw, say, why you do that with your shoes? Put your shoes right, buddy. She didn't call my but she put your shoes right. Say you're gonna ruin your shoes like that because I used to walk, uh, I don't know how you call it, in the back of the shoes. You gonna run your shoes like that. Don't waste your money. Say, Sister Lee, Brother Lee, I don't do this because I want. Say, I do this because it hurts for two years. Say, well, Johnny, then just wait a little bit and let's make the Holy Ghost move here. Mm, so. It don't take too long, Brother John. <laughs> Just depend on our owners. Hallelujah. Depends on owners. I love you, Jesus. Owners, I believe it. And we start praying and God start moving. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. I left that place. I left, maybe it was a lack of faith. I left with that shoes is still step, that, that foot still stepping in the top of the shoes. But it took too long. I started to notice, my goodness, I've been wearing my shoes normal. Uh, don't play that on me. Don't play it on me. You, you don't shout too much because what's not your foot? Some of y'all didn't shout because it was not your pain. A lady, a lady called to me, said, Pastor, can you pray for my son? He's on intensive care. I said, yes, man, I will. I will. And for conscience sake, I went inside the church and I went there and said, God touched so and so that is intensely care for that sister. In Jesus' name, amen. And I was leaving. Right. And when I was leaving, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Say, that's funny. If it was your son, you would not be praying like that. I came back. Say, God, whatever cost. I need to find you for the boy that is on the dancing care. It is not a choice to when he move, how he move. No, no, he have orders. Use a die. Because he got too used to see the ark steady. And when it moved, it killed him. And I'm closing with this. Jesus came to the tank of Bethesda, whatever you call. And he saw a man that was there for 38 years. Say, what's your problem, buddy? Say, my problem is that I cannot catch the move. <laughs> when the move is already gone. 
When I go dry, it's gone. When I, when I want, it's gone. 38 years. Some of y'all don't understand the God you serve here today. I was, I was watching there, grandma translating for uh, interpreting. When you were singing, it's all in him. She did. All in him. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that too, that too. It's all in him. Some of you, you don't know who you serve yet because the heart is steady, it's still. I just have two, three scriptures, and I'm closing. Hallelujah. Psalm 69, 34 say, doesn't matter if you live in earth, in heaven, on the sea. If you know him, you better move. Acts 17, 28, you say, in him we live and move. Anybody's ready to move on this place? Anybody's ready to move on this place? What about there in the back? The healer is on the house today. My God. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's fixing to move on this place. Actually, it's been moving long before you got on this place today. I say it's moving. I say it's moving. If you don't feel yet, you better move and start feeling. Okay. I don't just ask for the musician to wait for about 10 minutes. Go ahead. I just go ask for them to hold for 10 minutes. Because I love them. I love music. But are we not dependent on the music? I want to see a church and the West Coast moving. Because if you move, the lion cannot get you. The way for your side, the way for the next part, the way for the next command. Just start moving. Just start worshiping. kids see you? Do your mom see you? Just move. It's time to go to Jerusalem.
it's time to go to Jerusalem. It's all in him. I see you on the back. I get you on the back. Anybody spoofing on this place? Anybody spoofing on this place? Anybody spoofing? Moving. Sound system. Waiters. Are you moving? Let's move. 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 No, 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 I'm talking about moving. Can somebody start shouting? Can somebody start screaming? Can somebody, my God, my God, my God.
clock is moving. It's time to sing. Now the orc is moving. It's time to sing. It's time to shout. If you know how to stomp your feet, stomp your feet. If you know to jump, jump for joy.